1: octalkradio.net. I'm Charlie Wright. Today is September 30th, 2016. And as always, our goal is to bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. You're typically not going to hear these on Bloomberg or CNBC or Fox Business News, but right here on Strategic Investor Radio. Very pleased to have with us as our guest today, Greg Rutherford, co-founder and CEO of Cavalier Funds, a family of mutual funds. Greg, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio.
2: Hey, thanks, Charlie. Nice to be on with you today.
1: So, Greg, Cavalier Funds is a family of seven mutual funds, all managed by sub-advisors. So, you guys don't manage any of them. You arrange with sub-advisors to do that. And you guys believe in what you call adaptive correlation, which is basically a reactive uh, method of to reacting to current market conditions, not buy and hold. Uh, your goal is to capture benchmark returns in rising markets and protect assets in declining markets, which we all know buy-and-hold mutual funds cannot and do not do. So give us a brief history here of Cavalier Funds. Uh,
2: thanks. Yeah, thanks, Charlie. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Uh, we try to uh, look for uh, managers in the marketplace that have, have, have been able to uh, maybe sh- Show results in the, uh, through their SMA accounts or whatnot that they have the ability to, uh, you know, provide what we like to say is, is relative returns in up markets but protect in down markets. And Cavalier history, uh, the, the oldest funds are, are approaching, uh, two of them, six years, uh, this fall. Uh, the bulk of the other ones will be four years old, uh, this fall. We run five equity funds and a couple of fixed income products uh, all under the uh, brand Cavalier and uh, pretty proud with some of the results and and the relationships with the underlying sub-advisors.
1: So tell us, Greg. You know, ninety nine plus percent of mutual funds are buy and hold. And so if there's a, a down market, a decline, a precipitous decline in a market, uh, they don't try to time that. They just uh, hang in there and try to buy the best ones uh, as it as it continues to go down, etc. You guys do not believe in that strategy. Strategy. you guys believe in respond in responding to market conditions but that's very challenging to do so tell us about your approach to that
2: yeah so you know you're absolutely right and and that then from my 18 years as a financial advisor and and you know when I finally just kind of got fed up apologizing for buy and hold in differing markets including 01 and 2 and and then going into 07 8 9 but even uh, back in the late 90s, uh, you know, we were kind of apologizing for asset allocation and buy and hold because if you weren't significantly overweighting to growth stocks, uh, then you were apologizing really in that period of time as well for kind of underperformance in both value and fixed income. So we believe that um, strategies can be smarter today, that, that there is technology and advancement, uh, that we can look at different um, processes and 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 attain good returns uh, in up markets, uh, kind of be in the game, if you will, get benchmark-oriented returns, but, you know, not sit on our hands and uh, watch uh, assets dwindle in a harsh down market like we saw, you know, for example, in 07-08 when we had, you know, drawdowns that exceeded 50%. We're just not, We're just. we, we think there's a better approach and clients deserve better.
1: So tell us a little about your uh, tactical sector rotation approach.
2: Yeah, so that's one of our funds uh, sub-advised by uh, Beaumont Capital out of uh, the Boston area. Uh, You know, when markets are good, the sectors are either on or off, 10 sectors today. And if if everything's going pretty well, then all sectors might be on per the algorithm, per, uh, per the mathematical approach. And if all are on, then we have an equal weight in each sector and and uh you know own, owning the entire portfolio as a sector gets turned off uh because of uh, various reasons uh let's say there's only eight sectors on and two off we would rebalance those eight and we'd have an equal weight in the eight sectors that are that are left standing but once we get to uh down to below four sectors there's a rule where we can't own more than 25% allocation in any one sector so if only three sectors were on, then we'd have a 25% weighting in those three sectors, and the final position of, of 25% would have to go to cash. And we can go as heavy as 100% cash if things are really weak and uh, no sectors are, are turned on, if you will.
1: So you mentioned, Greg, that you use algorithms for this. Without getting into any secret sauce, uh, do you use Patterns such as head and shoulders kinds of things. Do you use signals like MACDs and moving averages? How do you determine when to uh, be in a particular sector?
2: Yeah, so uh, that would be Beaumont Capital's Secret Sauce, uh, obviously. As, as we hired them to as we hired them to run that uh, particular product. But you're right. In this case, it's it's it would be um, moving averages, MACD, some economic analysis, volume and volatility. All would be things that they that their algorithm would be uh, examining in terms of determining whether a sector would be on or off uh, within that product offering.
1: So, is there any room for subjectivity there, or do these uh, uh, trades occur automatically?
2: Yeah, great question. Uh, Generally, I would say it's mostly uh, math and algorithmic, but they do, they do bring in some human intelligence when we have uh, maybe a signal that goes off in a very uh, kind of low-volume uh, trading day or, or a couple of days. Um, they may wait a day or two before pulling the trigger uh, if, if we're in a position like that simply because they do also want to uh, prevent whipsaw, you know, having uh, turned a, a sector off too early. Uh, so they do have some whipsaw rules built in that, that, that do look at um, volume and uh, a little bit of those types of things.
1: Do they ever inverse in, uh, invest in inverse uh, or shorting positions for any of these sectors?
2: Not in this uh, particular product, no. It's it's pretty basic. I like uh, this product. I think it's, you know, we, we talk about it as our core product. It's, you know, it, it benchmarks to the S&P 500. It uh, can be long or it can go to cash. Uh, the, the beauty of it, when the markets start weakening, you know, you'll start to see sectors like maybe technology, financials, those types of things turn off. The last one standing, as you might expect, might be consumer staples, maybe utilities, you know, those types of things. So the the portfolio itself is getting adjusted to a more defensive position even before going to cash. But if things were really to to become, uh, you know, really turbulent in the market and, uh, you know, starting to suffer harsher drawdowns, then uh, we'd start to employ cash uh, into the portfolio.
1: You know, Greg, uh, tactical or rotation strategies, they work great when there's a trend. So when, the, when gold started down three plus years ago, you can just look on that chart and see it drop below a particular moving average. And you can just, you know, uh, get out into cash or short gold and you look like a hero. But in choppy markets or in rising markets that have pullbacks, uh, that doesn't work, and and uh, you're always going to be per, uh, underperforming in a bull market or in a choppy market. Typically, we're going to be underperforming. So, how do you guys? How does your strategy handle the the the, the choppy market or a bull market?
2: Yeah, that's you know. So the uh, we do have some like you're talking about choppy markets or what I uh, just referred to as whipsaw, we, we do in this particular strategy we do have some whipsaw rules to try to uh, prevent some of those negative occurrences happening in a in in a choppy oriented market, certainly. In a in a momentum, you know scenario where we're seeing good up markets, even though there might be some slight pullbacks, in a strategy like this, we're we're not going to try to predict protect nor is beaumont trying to protect the first five or six or seven or eight percent down in a market you know we we like to talk to clients and be realistic that these types of strategies you, you you know you're probably going to have to live with a little bit of uh you know market correction for that first eight nine ten eleven percent after that we should be positioned to really protect the balance, but. But some of that early um, loss, that's just the nature of being invested in markets. And so, you know, we try to have strategies that, that don't worry about those small downs, but are worried uh, and, and more interested in keeping, you know, the overall big block of assets protected. The other way we do that, Charlie, is some of our other funds work in differing ways. And when, when you may use uh, two or three of them together, you get differing methodologies Uh, That might help, Uh, for example, our Fundamental Growth Fund is more bottom-up stock picking. The sub-advisor is Louis Navalier, kind of a completely different methodology, if you will, than what you see with our Tactical Rotation Fund.
1: So what you're saying is that rather than uh, uh, having diversification by asset, you're you're having diversification by methodology or uh, by strategy.
2: That's exactly right. So what we would call strategy allocation, still, you know, still using different methodologies to get to the result we want. We, you know, we haven't found any strategy anywhere that works in every market condition, which is what what you're talking about. You know, you've got a choppy market, you've got maybe a flat market at times, and or you've got a good bull or or or, or a trending bear. And um, so strategy allocation, we're not too concerned about asset class um, diversification. Uh, asset class diversification to us is the fallout of the blend of the strategy mixes.
1: So, Greg, i hold that right there. We'll uh, we're going to come right back. We're going to take a quick break here. Again, we're talking with Greg Rutherford, co-founder and CEO of Cavalier Funds, headquartered out of Alpharetta, Georgia. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio and OCTalkRadio.net, and we'll be right back. <music>
2: And now back to Charlie and his guest.
1: Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking with Greg Rutherford, co founder and CEO of Cavalier Funds out of Alpharetta, Georgia. So, Greg, you've talked to us about your uh, tactical sector rotation fund. You mentioned that you have a, I presume, a long only, bottoms up, value oriented mutual fund uh, managed by Navalier Funds. Tell us about a third fund of yours.
2: Yeah, yeah so, um, you know. Our dynamic growth fund uh, is another one of our equity plays. It's actually we use two sub-advisors. One is uh, Validus, uh, what what is a growth, uh, generally growth manager looking for uh, differing valuation metrics and even um, you know executive trading and those types of things. It's a global uh, product, and they do have a defensive um, tilt themselves. However, uh, to kind of meet the requirements of what uh, we want to produce in the marketplace as a Cavalier Fawn product, we actually uh, utilize a tactical overlay uh, along with Validus uh, with a group called Stratify. Uh, They run a dynamic option uh, overlay on this product, utilizing uh, options, uh, calls and puts and so forth to protect, again, down harsh markets. You know, in a good market, we want Validus to give us all the uh, great returns that we hope they provide. But if we get into a weak market, a uh, really weak market, then we want uh, the tactical overlay to start to kick in uh, and protect against harsh losses.
1: So that's interesting. Are they buying uh, Stratify? Are they buying puts? Uh,
2: yes, they, they would do puts. They, they, they would use both puts, calls, uh, kind of straddle processes. Uh, they do a lot of work in uh, with Silicon Valley execs uh, trying to protect concentrated stock positions, you know in, in that area. They're based out of San Francisco, and they do a nice job. and, and so we, we believe that their process is a, a very good one to bring into a retail fund product uh, wrapped around a, a manager that we believe can provide us really good up markets, but also um, with the strategy, stratify overlay. Uh, protect downside.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting because, uh, as you well know, there are very, very few mutual funds that use the, that level of sophisticated products uh, from the option side.
2: Right.
1: A couple, a few weeks ago, we interviewed uh, Sean Wright on this show um, with uh, Cardin Capital, and they're one of your other sub advisors.
2: Right. Sean and uh, his partner, Gavon Doomke, uh really, really good guys, uh, they run they run a couple things for us within our multi-strategist uh, fund and also our hedged high income fund, uh, they run a volatility strategy for us uh, in both of those products.
1: Yeah, and anyone interested in that interview can uh, go to our website and just look a few interviews back and see Sean Wright here. So uh, you guys market primarily through advisors, is that the case, Greg?
2: Yes, that's, that's right. Uh, through the financial advisor community, uh, you know, the RAs and hybrids and, and so forth.
1: So if anybody wanted to be uh, interested in your fund, but they don't have a particular advisor with whom they have a strong relationship, could they contact you and you'd recommend an advisor for them, or do you guys have some individual clients that you work with?
2: Yeah, we, we, we don't. Uh, we do. We, uh, <laughs> a client is able to buy our product through an Ameritrade or direct to the fund company. Uh, They don't have to use a financial advisor, uh, but we don't necessarily uh, market to the retail client. We've chosen to market primarily through and to the financial advisor. You know, our products have some level of sophistication, and so we, we believe that that's the right way for us to work. But if a client, you know, a retail client uh, listening that wanted to uh, utilize a Cavalier fund in their portfolio, they could certainly access it directly.
1: And again, these are all 40-act mutual funds, so anybody can, uh, can buy them then.
2: Right. They're uh, daily liquid 40-act uh, institutional share classes. Uh, pretty easy to buy yeah. and
1: then uh, I presume that because you're using sub do you guys run any money on the side as a uh, as a hedge fund or do you have separately managed accounts in any way for institutional clients or anything like that
2: uh, we, we run one separately managed account Charlie uh, called our uh, tactical economics strategy we don't utilize it in any of the uh, 40 act funds today uh, we, we run that on a uh couple of differing uh, TAMP, turnkey asset management platforms. So we do run one SMA, yes.
1: Okay. Well, I would think, Greg, uh, given the market condition today, uh, you know, the, the, no, the market is really not very popular. It kind of keeps going up. OK, to a certain degree, but it's not very popular and it's on a seven year bull run. And uh, every day you read about some uh, well-known financial person who is uh, saying, hey, this market is, uh, is, uh, is probably in the eighth or ninth inning here and you need to be very, very careful. I would think for those reasons that advisors would be flocking to strategies like you offer.
2: Well, I think uh, when we have uh, conversations with advisors, I would agree with you, and they they, they believe exactly what you're saying. You know, I think they have, uh, they've gotten to this point where fighting the Fed has been kind of a, a losing battle uh, because of the uh, market. But, you know, I think that the beauty of our products are uh, we're not trying to predict when the uh, market's going to weaken. Um, our products will generally react. Uh, and if that's six months from now or, or if it's three years from now, um, they'll still get good solid returns uh, while they're invested, and they'll have a nice uh, array of sell strategies, if you will, built into these product offerings uh, that they can um, you know, be happy that they have at that point. And so, but I, but I, but I, you know, you, I always tell these advisors or or even clients, retail clients, you know, you can't protect the assets after the fact. You have to employ some type of a strategy ahead of time. And it's pretty hard to, to, um, you know, create a sell strategy after the market's already down 12 or 15 or 18 percent. So, you know, the time to, to develop a process and a sell strategy, if that's what you, you want built into your practice, you, you have to do it ahead of time.
1: Uh, excellent point. So, a question I'd like to ask all of our guests here, Greg: What keeps you awake at night?
2: Uh, you know, nothing. <laughs> to be honest with you, and uh, I don't even have a, a neighbor with a barking dog or anything, so I'm I'm pretty good shape. But you know, we we uh, we we don't worry about uh, really anything. We're not trying to predict what's happening, you know, with China or or what. What the feds might do, or or any of the other negative things that might be happening uh, with uh, in the economic world, you know, we believe that we've got good processes and, and strategies uh, built, and that um, you know if we if we start to see a really harsh down market, our products will will adapt, and uh, they'll they'll adapt, you know, and correlate to a defensive uh, position, and that's what we want them to do. And so, um, you know, we're pretty confident in that.
1: And the second question we'd like to ask all of our guests, what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners?
2: Oh, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm, I really believe this whole idea of asset allocation and, and modern portfolio theory is kind of a, uh, you know, is, is uh, fine in theory, but, but not necessarily work when you're an advisor sitting across from a client you know, I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska, so obviously a lot of uh, Warren Buffett, you know, I was kind of, kind of followed uh, Buffett for a long time, heard him say, why would you, you know, invest asset allocation uh, just to own things for diversity if, if some of those things aren't very good. Now, Buffett's not necessarily a tactical buyer, but he has made really tactical moves, you know, when he's had cash on hand, and he always has cash on hand to take advantage of opportunities. So, you know, the, the making of an American, I think, is pretty good. I like the Michael Lewis books, obviously, The Big Short, and some of those were pretty pretty good and certainly providing some insight. Um, you know, I think you see all the time some of these things that are happening in the market, and you got to be, you know, you I think you really have to be ready to, to adapt and be flexible with your portfolios. You know, the next harsh drawdown might not recover in 48 months like we saw the last time. And... Um, you know, that's, that's what, uh, you know, I think you have to have portfolios that, that can adapt and, and be smarter today uh, than what they were, let's say, 50 years ago.
1: You know, no question about it, we live in a rapidly changing world. And to live by rules established uh, or identified by Harry Markowitz in 1952 would not really be <laughs> identified as prudent by anybody. And uh, I, I, have, uh, I agree with you on Michael Lewis. I've read, I think, four of his books, and they're always interesting. They can be a bit depressing at times, but they are very interesting, and these are important things to know and understand. So give us uh, your website here, will you, Greg?
2: Sure, it's uh, CavalierInvestments.com.
1: Spell Cavalier for our listeners.
2: C-A-V-A-L-I-E-R. And you can also get there uh, via Cavalier Funds dot com as well
1: okay so greg uh, final words for our listeners
2: uh, charlie thanks for having us on you know i think uh you, you know buy and hold i think can be risky ask allocation you know I, I just you know i just think that if we have another really harsh drawdown for whatever reason you know we don't have i don't think our feds have the kinds of uh, uh bullets maybe they once had you know a tr- 20 trillion in debt and so forth, that, you know, if we see another 30%, 40% sell-off, that's really a a lifestyle change for a a client if things don't recover as quickly as as they have uh, most recently. And, you know, we've seen it in Japan, so it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like we have anything really uh, growing in our economy that should uh, make people feel really, really comfortable. And so I think you be—you got to be smarter. you to—you got to have portfolios that can adjust and adapt and can be adaptive and tactical. And so uh, we believe in that. We think that's the right approach.
1: Greg, thank you very much. Uh, you would not get any argument from us on uh, any of what you just said, and it's a time that uh, those who believe in the buy-and-hold approach need to wake up and recognize that, uh, you know, every... Every decade since the year 1900 has had a uh, drawdown or a decline of at least 20%, except our current decade. I mean, they just occur. It's a natural force in the marketplace. And uh, for people who think that, well, you know, it may go down, but it'll always come back up. Well, you're right. You know, 1966 high was not exceeded until 1982, So you're right, 48 months is not always the amount of time it takes to exceed it. 1929 high that was not exceeded until 1953. So your kinds of strategies are the kinds that uh, everybody needs to wake up to and realize that uh, they need to be looking at different kinds of approaches as opposed to the buy and hold. So, Greg, again, thank you very much for coming on today. We really appreciate it.
2: Hey, thanks, Charlie.
1: Again, we've been talking with Greg Rutherford, co-founder and CEO of Cavalier Funds out of Alpharetta, Georgia. And you've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. We'd love to hear from you. Please contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com. And you can go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our previous interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright. Today's September 30th. 2016, I'd like to wish you all an enjoyable week and productive investing.
0: You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science.